You're listening to the Beyond the Profi podcast, where we help you out of career burnout so that you can reclaim your personal freedom while pursuing your passion. I'm your host, Jasmine Haley, entrepreneur, influencer, and educator that will help empower you with our interviews, strategies, and straight talks. If you're ready to push past your comfort zone to your greatness, you have found the right podcast. Stay tuned and listen in. This Beyond the Profi episode is partly sponsored by Young Dental Innovations. Hey, this is your host, Jasmine Haley. We're here for another podcast episode. And my guest today is Samantha Verdadero. Hopefully I said her last name. Yes, you got it. <laughs> Nailed it. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, I am especially excited to have her. Um, her story has touched me in many ways, but when I really began to consider some of the impact that she's having in her career was, uh, at the RDH under one roof, 2018 celebration, because Samantha and I have had some interaction, um, prior to that event, but it was her, I guess her I mean, she was just so touched by seeing Rhoda Publicus, Publicus, <laughs> <laughs> who is a fellow Filipino hygienist. And her heart being touched by Rhoda touched Rhoda so much that she was crying. She was in tears because of the kind words that Samantha shared with her and the impact that Rhoda made in Samantha's professional career by seeing her being awarded as a, as a fellow Filipino dental hygienist. So I, I just want to say, you know, I am one that really, truly loves our profession. I love our industry, mm-hmm. but most importantly, I love having a diverse voice. Yes. And, and so she's New Jersey bred. Yes. <laughs> New York trained. Holla. Absolutely. (laughs) BMV Living, Align Technology Hygiene faculty member, clinical writer, blogger, photographer, Soul Cycle, and puppies are things that she loves. Welcome to the show, Samantha. Thank you, Jasmine, for having me. I'm so, I'm actually a little nervous. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little nervous. Now we want to talk about your career as a dental hygienist and like what you, what you've done and how you got in and got into speaking as a faculty speaker for Invisalign. Just tell us a yes. little bit about what your career has been like. Well, for listeners that aren't watching this on YouTube, she's actually in an operatory. <laughs> I am. I'm in Amazing. an operatory. <laughs> I, I thought it'd be more like authentic, you know, it's, it's nice background. There's, yeah. there's my chair. Yeah. <laughs> making it work. Yeah. Um, so my career as a dental hygienist, I just want to preface and I, I always say this, but my start with patient care, I actually started off as an EMT um, at the age of 16, 17, but I had volunteered with my local rescue squad back home in New Jersey um, since I was 15. And um, I really loved patient care. I loved taking care of people. Um, I did have, you know, a family influence in dentistry. Um, my cousin and her husband, they've been my dentist since 
I was three. <laughs> I have a lot of family. Um, and it seemed very unique. I, I shadowed them one time at their office as I was about to start preclinic. Um, just to kind of get a feel of like, you know, how does the operatory work? How do they sit pa seat patients? How do they turn over rooms? And while I was, you know, definitely interested in doing dentistry, like maybe being a dentist, I, I looked at their hygienist. I was like, well, what is she doing today? I like what she's doing because she gets to kind of be in her, in her own world. Like nobody's bothering her. She gets to have some, you know, interaction time, uh, with her patients. Like, I want to know what she's doing and I've ended up shadowing her more than my more than my own cousin um and that's when I decided I wanted to do dental hygiene and I found the program at uh New York University College of Dentistry and from there it they were able to open up the possibilities of what could you do with your hygiene career more than just your routine you know profi x-rays like being a part of that program, being able to graduate from that institution, it really did enable me to see more with what I can do with my career. Um, and I am forever grateful for anyone who I've met in that school, in that institution. Um, a lot of great opportunities came from New York City. So that's where I got started. Um, awesome. Yes. So, awesome. so I originally had intended to um, attend that program to uh, transition to their DDS program because there was um, something I can do in that sense. But once I started to pay a little bit more attention to what my hygiene professors were doing, um, I was more interested in what they were doing. I was, um, you know, I like helping people. Um, I like how they instructed the students and how they encouraged the students. And uh, to me, that felt more valuable um, education. And I didn't really um, see myself doing that, but I followed it through and decided to finish off my bachelor's uh, with a concentration in dental hygiene education. Um, oh. So that one day, so that one day I will go to a hygiene school and teach hygiene, whether it's a clinical instructor or, um, you know, I get to teach a course. Um, but then this thing happens with Invisalign and I'm like, I don't know if I, if I want to turn back and do that. I think I like this, this gig a little bit better. <laughs> Because you have the advantage of um, being able to travel around different cities, um, meeting different dental professionals um, all around the country, mm -hmm. um, listening to what um, dental assistants, dental hygienists, and doctors do um, with their patients, and it's a constant—it's a constant learning experience. You're not just there to teach people what to do and how to do it, but you also want to make it interactive that um, you actually learn something from them and you take something away from that. Um, so. And that's, that's why I get so hyped up about those courses. And um, if you follow me on social media, I post like a Friday selfie of myself after the course. And I just let out everything that felt really good to me about that course. Right. And um, what I enjoyed the most and, you know, what I tell um, my attendees. So that's, I never saw myself doing that, but I'm really glad I took that, that path. <laughs> You know, I love that you said that because I just had a conversation right before our interview and it was just, you know, going with the flow with our career tra trajectory, not being impatient through the process, getting mm -hmm. a chance to experience everything. Because just like you said, like you were like, oh, I was going to get into academia and I was going to teach mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, like I'm in this whole different path now. Education still. You're still yes. an educator but it's completely out of the box of what you thought yes. of. 
So like, yeah. how did you feel like you were prepped to do that? Like what made you finally, like what made you take that leap and say, you know what? Okay, I'm going to do this. So it all, it all really started kind of, so as hygienists, you know, we're, and I'm going to quote Alicia, Alicia Murray here. I, I will always forever quote her. We're inflammation prevention specialists. So what can we do to help our patient, um, you know, be rid of the inflammation? What can we do better um, perio wise to help our patients? And it, for me, it came from the periodontal and malocclusion relationship and how that fit together. Um, because that, that's my, that's my passion. Um, I've worked with a lot of great doctors, but there's one doctor, particularly Dr. Patel, who actually made me see it in that light. And he kind of enabled me to do a little bit more uh, with Invisalign. And I started learning more and more about it. And I still, I am still learning a lot more about it. Like, uh, like I said, when you meet um, doctors and hygienists, you get to learn and network constantly with the people that you're with. That's where my speaking journey started is it's starting from a passion and then from there on networking because I'm, I'm going to be perfectly honest I think this I was I was already practicing hygiene for maybe four and a half five years and everybody does experience this where they get a little burnt out they wonder is this kind of it like what am I doing and I was looking for a career shift and because I was so well versed in Invisalign I was so passionate about it, I was very passionate about the periodontal malocclusion relationship, I went up to my territory manager. I was like, can I please have your job? Like, what, what can I do to constantly stay in Invisalign and talk about it all day, every day? And she looked at me and she was like, you know what? I, I will do you one better. Um, so she had taken my resume and I have another doctor, Dr. Uh, Linda Jones-Laper. She pushed me to submit a topic for Invisalign Summit. I did not get picked. But that topic was the reason why I got to uh, joining the Aligned faculty. Um, and, and I was asked to train with them late August 2017. So yeah, a little uh, close to two years now. And it was a lot to take in. It was a lot to getting used to. But being given the opportunity to shadow a different Aligned faculty, especially hygiene faculty in in that group and listening to their speaking styles, even outside of a line. I, I remember even attending a few of your, a couple of your beyond the profi events, just to listen to other speakers, just to see what their speaking style is. How do they handle the crowd? What do they say? So I was more in tuned into that just so I can learn for myself on how to be a better speaker. I mean, can I give you a round of applause? Cause I don't really care <laughs> if, if it's at my events or anybody else's events like can we get out of the rut of just taking ce just for licensure renewal and realize yeah. that we can learn so much not only the content but just like you mm -hmm. said you're looking at people's teaching styles mm -hmm. and there's so much mentorship that we can get not just by having conversations like this but yes. by observing other people that's a form of mentorship and yes. getting that and getting that um the information that you need to elevate yourself at some point yes. and to help others as well. Yes. I love so, that. And then that's, and that's how I've always seen it. And um, I love mentoring. Um, I find myself mentoring hygienists all the time, not officially, but 
I will, you know, give them my contact information and we'll exchange and check in every now and then. And eventually I'll make it a formal thing once I've yeah. figured out what I want and how do I want to do it. Um, but it, it's a really good feeling just to get to share experiences because, you know, no one should ever be alone in their dental hygiene journey. Just know that, you know, we have a lot of support groups, whether you're on social media or if it's you, Jasmine, it's beyond the profi, if it's anywhere you are. I mean, there's always someone there who's willing to offer at least some support, you know, Amen. because Amen. it's, it's very tough. It is very yeah. tough. Um, we may, we may look, we may make it look easy, but mm -hmm. getting here was very hard. Um, and, you know, I have had people ask me, well, like, why, funny enough, I have a team member here who's, um, who wants to go to hygiene school. And she was like, it's like, so if I get my bachelor's, I can do what you do. I was like, yeah, you can, but I'll let you know, it took me about six years to get here. <laughs> you know, a lot of hard work and figuring out exactly what you want to do. As long as you're, you know, persistent and you follow through with your goals, I think you can do anything with your hygiene career, honestly. Yeah. Even if you have an associate's degree, even if you have a yes. bachelor's degree, even if you mm -hmm. have a master's degree, it's all about leveraging the skills that you have. And, and that's why I just love the fact that you mentioned you are someone that is totally okay with continuously learning. One of the things we always talk about is being a lifelong learner. Well, that includes yeah. taking classes, even when you don't technically need them, but they're there mm -hmm. for personal and professional growth. Yes. I love Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. all right. So let's go into talking about a little bit of some of the stuff that you're passionate about. You're passionate about malocclusion and how it relates to overall health for the patient, right? So yes. Some of the things as far as periodontal health, airway health, we need to know and be aware of as dental professionals when it comes to that. Without getting too deep into it, but it, it just begs the question, um, where, where does all, where do all of these things come from for the past few weeks now? And I feel like I'm always crafting my messages for my attendees with my patients. Mm -hmm. um, what I have been saying recently, well, first of all, let's just start here. Let's just start with, I was a, you know, I am a practicing hygienist. I, I see bleeding. I see bone loss. I see five millimeters, things that we're all like very in tune to. And we focus on just that. And that's the conversation we have with our patient. We're very good with educating um, our patients with the oral and oral health systemic link and how that all ties in together. But I find sometimes that we, um, even myself, at, you know, before I even thought about malocclusion, is that you could get very focused on just the technical things. Like, why isn't this five millimeter pocket going away? Why isn't that, why is the bleeding still happening? And, and to think about what the patient's experience is like, because they're the one who have they're the ones who have the disease. They're the ones who have to manage it. We're just there essentially to, you know, treat, support, and, you know, be there for the patient, but we're not there with the patient. So what, what else can I do for my patient? I can go through the whole repertoire, but if you take a step outside of the box and take a look at the mouth as a whole, ask them to bite down. What do you see? You know, do we see crowding? Do we see a deep bite? Do we see an open bite? And understanding the, the mechanical forces, um, I talk to my patients about this all the time with how traumatic occlusion works and the, the phrase of the month is leading the pathway, creating the pathway for um, periodontal pathogens to hide. And where does that come from? 
And for me personally, that I always think it's from uh, some form of traumatic occlusion or malocclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not absolutely not the cause of it, but it is certainly a risk factor. Um, and it is definitely, like I said, the pathway to leading to periodontal disease and ultimately tooth loss. So being more proactive is super important in that situation. Um, and, you know, as I'm going around the country, um, speaking to my uh, Alliant attendees, um, I always like to uh, emphasize that. Um, but that's, that's where um, I feel like we can help improve perio um, is taking a look at that. So that's, that's one thing. Now, in terms of um, open airway dentistry, it's a very easy question. Well, what, let's look at the relationship of your upper and lower arches and where is your tongue placement? What does that do? um, If let's just say you have like a very narrow arch, very much smaller profile. I mean, is your tongue too big for your mouth? Is it too small for your mouth? Like where it's a muscle, where does it go if we don't have the proper, I always say square footage, like where does that go and what does it lead to? Mm -hmm. So asking those questions and seeing if that's actually true. And I've been very grateful to attend a few courses on that. And I do learn a lot. So it, it gives me, it, it gives me more perspective to what comprehensive dentistry is really like. Um, Cause comprehensive dentistry isn't just caries and perio. It is everything. It is everything. It is open airway dentistry. It is, you know, autoimmune diseases. A lot of th- these things we have to take a look at because, and I understand how it can get very hard with, how much time hygienists are given to actually explain that. Um, some of us are given a half hour. Some of us are given 45 minutes. Some of us actually have an hour. And it's utilizing that time um, and trying to find a way to convey that message just so it's never, it's not forgotten. Like we know, we, we know all of this. It's not that we don't practice it. We don't, you know, we know it, but we're just not, I feel like none of us are given enough time to talk about it to patients. I almost feel like, that is true to some extent, but then there's an ex- mm-hmm. small segment of people. I always go back to our foundation. Yes. In school, they weren't talking about that. Malocclusion, no. airway health. So we've got to take in consideration that there's a huge, and even now they're not really talking about that. Like you may mm-hmm. talk about it just a little bit when you're doing a quick check as an adjunct faculty and you're kind of helping them think outside of the box, but most students, the foundation is like you said, perio carries is the bacteria because when they mm-hmm. are getting tested by these national boards, they're not mm-hmm. asking them no auxiliary questions about that. So I feel like there are hygienists like you, and then there's hygienists that they haven't had the pleasure of being educated by you and other yeah. people who are starting to think about some things out of the box. So they're still treating people based on, you know, back in the day. Yeah. The same teachings that we're still responsible right. for, for our boards. And there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, I just, you know, even for someone who's just fresh out of hygiene school and just practicing, like take the time off to go to a continuing education course. If there's something that's interesting to you that you want to learn more about, follow through with it. Um, you know, if it conflicts with a work schedule, talk to your doctor about it and, and you know, how important it is to you and, um, you know, any information that you're, you're learning, how can you utilize that into practice? Um, you know, always be out there learning. Um, 
I mean, that's my passion, periodontal disease and malocclusion. Um, we have so many other hygienists out there who have passion for certain things and that's, and that's just as valid. Um, but it's all about going out there and, and getting it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we have to, because unfortunately, mm -hmm. because of how our curriculum is based in school, we have no mm -hmm. choice but to yes. start venturing out and being educated by hygienists like you, um, mm -hmm. so that we can expand our practice. I love that. Ab absolutely. All right. So, um, we, I, you know, we keep our episodes short, but I can't leave this episode without asking you this question. So yes, what was the best career advice or per personal advice you've ever received? Best career advice or personal advice I've ever received. It is definitely, well, there's, there's one when I was, when I was an assistant in New York city, one is from um, a period, honestly used to work for. Um, and I'm forever grateful for, these two doctors in, um, in Tribeca in New York. And one thing he did tell me was learn everything you can in school. That's great. But as soon as you're done, unlearn everything because you're going to learn again. You're going to have to <laughs> learn the real world. And I know that's not like anything inspiring, it. but it's so true. <laughs> like learn. That's great. Learn whatever you can from that institution. But as soon as you get out, unlearn everything, I love unlearn it. everything and start over again. Mm -hmm. um, so that was from a doctor and um, <laughs> he's so great. I miss him so much. Um, <laughs> um, and, um, and my mom, I have, I, so for every Friday, almost every Friday night, I will be sitting on the kitchen table with my mom talking about anything and everything. And I think, I feel like all of, all of the good advice and morals and things I learned, they, they just come from my mom and um, I can, there's just so much to, to list of what she's taught me. Um, but, you know, she, just to generalize, and I can't, you know, really quote her, but just some of the things that my mom has taught me is to always, um, you know, be persistent, you know, follow through with anything that um, you do. Um, nobody's going to hand you anything, so you better go get it. Mm -hmm. um, things that she says to me, she's like, you know what, one day mom's not going to be here, so you're going to have to figure it out. Um, some of them are words of tough love, but um, that's that's my mom, um, and I, I learned um, a lot, uh, a lot of life lessons from my mom, and, and I and I use it, um, you know, throughout my career, and I, I remember those things. So, yeah. um, but those those are some pieces of advice I've I've received from you know from an employer and and my mother pers personally and professionally that um. Yeah. I will always still remember. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And I'm, that's why I love asking the question because everyone has pearls that they've learned. Everyone mm -hmm. has different things that have made an impact in their life. And I certainly appreciate you for sharing that. All right. Mm -hmm. So please tell me um, where, well, tell, I know where to contact you, but tell the listeners how to contact you <laughs> if they're interested in talking more with you and about your journey and the things that you love. Absolutely. So, um, I've enabled my, um, my Instagram it is, it is now public. It's all dental inspiration and fun things like that. And I'll, um, you know, a little bit, um, about what I, you know, do for fun. Um, but you can follow me, um, on Instagram at truly underscore RDH. Um, I also do have a, um, blog slash, I guess, professional portfolio. 
Um, you can find some things that I've, I've, I've written, um, articles I've written for today's RDH. There's a fun section for that. A little bit of my photography that is at trulyrdh.com. Those are very easy ways to find me. LinkedIn, of course, <laughs> you can find me through there. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty much active on all of those and I'm, you know, more than happy to help anybody out and just even talk doesn't have to be, you know, how do I figure things out? I'm, I'm here. <laughs> that's how, that's that. how we can find me. <laughs> Thank you, Samantha. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you for taking the time out, sharing your story. Absolutely. Thank you why. for having me. Yeah. Thank I'm excited. For having me. It's like, finally. <laughs> I know once you asked me, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Yes. I was like, you know what? I'm like, I was going through and I was like, man, I've I met all these incredible hygienists. It's time to get them on here. And you know, it's, I only have a, sh a, a short few of episodes each season. So it's like, oh, I'm going to get Samantha on. Like we finally get her on. So I'm happy that you're, you're here today. Yeah. I'm happy that I'm with you. And and the fact this is your third season. Yeah. This is, that's a lot. That's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very excited. Yeah. All right. Alrighty. Well, thanks again for being on the show. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the show. We value each and every one of you. Dive in deeper by visiting the show notes for this episode or listening to more episodes on beyondtheprofi.com. If you found value in the show, share with a friend and leave us a review. We will see you next time, BTP family.